Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, a quality hangout in podcast form with your simulated best friends, Josh and Dennis. Dennis, I'm full of Thanksgiving treats, still. Have you been eating since Thanksgiving? I got a big old Thanksgiving belly. Oh, buddy. But it's Sunday and Thanksgiving was Thursday. I am a human mashed potato depository. Is that a thing? Yes. What'd you have? Oh, (laughs) turkey. And gravy. So this is just going to be an episode where you just make old man noises the whole time, right? Oh, 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 oh why'd I eat so much? Oh, oh. Uh, no, you know what is really good? Uh, two things that, that, that are great about Thanksgiving in my life. Number one, uh, this year Jamie and I ordered some food from a restaurant that we like. So we got like a, a, a seitan roast and a pumpkin pie. Ah. And some gravy, we just went and picked it up. And so that's great, not having to spend all day. We, like, made a few things, but, you know, we didn't kill ourselves cooking. Number two, just eating the two, like, with the two of us. And not having to deal with, like, family and shit. Mmm. Oh, it's so nice. No stress. We went to to a friend's, and um, it was a a good time. And now when you... when you start to go to potlucks with adults, what happens is it's not like when we were younger where somebody would bring, like, an, an open, open bag of tortilla chips. Sure, an open bag of tortilla chips, an open juicy juice, uh, three hummuses. Like, three different people would bring hummus, but, like, nothing to eat it with. Now, Some, like, like dumpstered meat. Yeah. Now what you do is you get a bunch of adults who make enough food for themselves to eat. So... When everybody ends up making a plate, there's still, like, enough food for, like, ten more meals for all the people to eat. Mm-hmm. It's a little much, but it's pretty good. I like I like a Friendsgiving. I was doing that in Philly before I moved out here. Yeah, it was a nice time. I only had room for one piece of pie. Ooh, I had pie for breakfast, as a matter of fact. That's not breakfast. Yeah. If breakfast counts as the first thing you eat in the day, it's breakfast. Hmm. I had other things later. Oh, that's good. More pie. Oh, Dennis. Oh, 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 oh. oh I'm Thanksgiving Theodore. I ate too much. Wait, what? <laughs> Is this a new character? I'm a new character. Oh, <laughs> why would a new? Oh, char- <laughs> really busting my agates eating all these mashed potatoes. Oh, <laughs> why would a new character introduce themselves as a character? <laughs> hey, I'm a new character on your podcast. <laughs> Josh, tell me I can come. If I eat too much Thanksgiving food, I come tell you. This is, it's really funny that you did a very Italian accent there. Because I have a new favorite uh, shop dude. And what I mean by a shop dude is a man who works in a shop. Okay. So I was thinking after I met with him about our former favorite shop dude, which was the guy who would make the keys at Walensky's Hardware. In South yes. Philadelphia. He was the kind of guy... That dude. Yeah. I think when, the last time I saw him, which was like uh, 
or the time that I saw him that I decided he was my favorite dude was, God, it had to be like, I don't know, 10 years ago. And I was having an existential crisis. And uh, I was like, uh, how's it going? And he's like, look, man, I'm alive. So it's got to be good. And like that particular day, I was just feeling like I was open to uh, some philosophy from a merchant. And I was just like, <laughs> right on, man. Right on. And I, I was like, that guy's got it. You know, look at me. Look at me sitting here being sad and shit. And that guy's just making keys and he's happy as whatever. I always really enjoyed the interplay between the two dudes that work there. Because it made me realize that if all else fails, you and I could open a hardware store and be those guys. Oh, Absolutely basically yeah i mean we won't know shit about shit to tell people but we can still do it yeah i know a couple things i know the difference between screwdrivers i can i can make it somehow there you go so who's who's the shop dude so my new favorite guy i've i've been there a couple times but i decided he's my favorite now he's uh he's this uh old baker he works at this little uh bread bakery and he's he's probably 70 but you'd think he like his accent makes you think he moved here from Italy, like, within the past few years. Wait, is this on, on 10th? Yeah. yeah. I used to go there to get tomato pies all the time. That dude is amazing. I Last time I was in Philly, I made a special trip to go there to dude, get some tomato pie. Got me a piece of tomato pie for breakfast on Thanksgiving because I had to get more bread. I knew he was open because I went the day before, and he said, Oh, my friend, are we open tomorrow? I love and that, dude. I'm, and I am not doing a caricature. No, that's that literally is, how he talks. He calls me my friend. My friend, yeah. He t- tells me to have a beautiful day. Yeah, that guy's great. Uh, I used to stop there sometimes before work just to grab a few uh, pieces of tomato pie. And it would just brighten my day. He was just an yeah. awesome dude. I'm, I'm really into him. I went there last week and I was telling him I was with my friend. We got breakfast and I was like, we got to go to this bakery because I got to get bread for Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, shit, they're closed. And I went up to it, but not closed. They were closed down by the health department. But he was was sitting inside. And he opened the door. He goes, oh, my friend, we'll be open tomorrow. And I was like, all right, we'll see. And I went back, and he was open. I said, what happened? And he's like, oh, I got the same license for 25 years. And they tried to tell me it's not the right one. (laughs) And then he went into the whole drama between him and licensing and inspection in Philadelphia. Okay. And I was just like, yeah, that sucks, man. So keep on keeping on. But he was still so happy to be making bread. I love it. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever encountered somebody who's happier to be doing their job. He just always seems so stoked. Also, it's 2017. And you can get a piece of tomato pie for 75 motherfucking cents. And it's good tomato pie, too. Oh, my. Maron, are you kidding me? Maron. Huh? Pasta fuzzle. <laughs> I'm Italian, so I could say pasta fuzzle. Yeah. And I grew up around Italians. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. Sorry. But anyway, he's my new favorite dude. I hope I need bread sometime soon. Speaking of favorite dudes, I have some, some breaking news about something that I mentioned... I think on the Halloween Spooktacular, uh, one of my childhood boogeymen, mm-hmm. you, you may remember, anytime I was playing in my backyard towards the end of the day, uh, I always made sure to get in before it got dark because I was petrified that man in a suit with lion head was just sitting on the back fence and he was going to jump mm-hmm. off and get me. Yeah, the ever so popular man in a suit with lion head. Yes. Now, I thought this had something to do with the Jersey Devil, 
Because growing up in New Jersey, I heard a lot of stories about the Jersey Devil, Mrs. Leeds, 13th child and whatnot. And there was a book that had a picture of the Jersey Devil wearing like a little suit, looking a little bit like a traditional kind of devil. Mm -hmm. I always thought maybe it was it came somewhere from there. To clarify, he was he was wearing like a like a tuxedo with tails kind of business, yeah. but with no pants because he had goat legs. Yeah, it, it's hard to. Hmm, I'm thinking about what a tailored suit would look like for goat legs. That'd be cool. Okay, uh, anyway, back to the story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, man in a suit with lion head. I just thought it was maybe that it was just some kind of weird fabrication. But I've realized where it came from. Jamie and I often wind up falling into YouTube holes where we watch every available video from a certain, like from a particular music artist. And mm-hmm. we started watching some Madonna videos the other night. And we watched the video for Borderline. Mm-hmm. And I talked about how I thought that the song was called Border Lion. <laughs> she was singing about this vicious lion that, that lived at a border. What's wrong with you? And then that reminded me, oh, yeah. And in her Like a Virgin video, there is a, a beast man in it. And Jamie was like, what? That's No, that's not true. I'm like, yeah, there's a beast man. So we watched that video. And there's Madonna rolling around wearing a wedding dress, acting all horny towards a lion. But then there's a dude that shows up wearing a tuxedo and a fucking lion mask. Whoa. And that was it. That's man in a suit with lion head. What year did that come out, though? That was... I. Early 80s. What what song is like it? Like a Virgin. Hold on. Because in my head, I'm thinking that you weren't... That didn't come out in a, at a time... 1984, so you were, what, eight years old? Okay. I guess that was... No, I was six. Seven. Yeah, you're older than me, jackass. Seven. I was seven. I guess that's an age where you would... Yeah. Where you would feel that way. You'd be scared I'm of that. that man with a lion head mask. I'm not lying to you. I'm probably a little scared of it now. If I think hey, about it too hard, can't leave that lion there. Ugh, I hope he gets you. Look, you know, <laughs> first of all, on one hand, I am happy that this lifelong mystery has been solved. On the other hand, you're so violent towards me. No, I'm not. I have stacks and stacks. I can't find it anywhere, but I have stacks and stacks of letters from last week's episode about how fucking violent you are towards me and people are don't want it anymore they've had enough of it can you just read maybe one of them for me yeah hold on hold on let me just (laughs) go through the list here all right here's one i don't have any paper i can't make paper noises who's got paper (laughs) You're breaking the immersion here, Dennis. Come on. Hold on, hold on. Dear Josh and Dennis, with Josh X'd out, by the way. Dear, oh, so, Dear Dennis, yo, what the fuck is, uh, is up with your boy Josh? Some best friend he is. And then it says, I love you, Dennis. From Billy. Billy? Mm-hmm. Billy. Uh, <laughs> see, I was going to say that, but... My childhood friend? No. Yes. Yes. It was from him. He's now my childhood friend. Oh, I see. Oh, you know what? I actually, I got a letter here. Oh, yeah. Would you read that for me? Yeah. We have a hard time unraveling letters. It's very tough. 
Oh, here's one. Dear Dennis. Huh. It doesn't it's strange, it doesn't mention you. I'm going Wait, that's to de- I'm Dennis. Yeah. It doesn't mention me. <laughs> strange. <laughs> Can we do this again? Hi, welcome to Best Friends Simulator. I'm Dennis. <laughs> Hi everybody, I'm Josh. Thirteen minutes in. <laughs> Amateurs. So uh <clears throat> read your letter, my letter. Dear Dennis, I am going to get you. Signed Man in a suit with lion head. I'm not scared of him, dog. That's you will you. be when he gets you. You know he's going to get you. He's been coming for you your whole life. You know what he does when he gets you. He sings Madonna to you? He takes you to Venice and he makes you get married to him. Is that what happens in that video? I think so. Because she was a virgin, they couldn't They couldn't make love until they got married? They couldn't consummate. I'll tell you what, though. I'm surprised she made it through because that whole video is her on the edge of a boat going under these low-ass bridges. She has to keep ducking. She knew what she was doing, though. That she that she could have lost her life. No. Yeah, She's alright. That Venice water, dirty boy. <laughs> Did you just call me a boy? I'll tell you what. <laughs> that Venice water, ooh-wee! Ooh, you don't boy. want to get in there! Ooh, it's like swimming in the schuylkill. That's a little Philly. A little Philly, yeah. uh, local Philly humor for you. Well, I got another letter here. Hold on. So many paper letters our fans are sending us. (laughs) Dear Dennis and Josh. Dennis is obviously the star of the show. Josh doesn't... It's only trying to kill you. It's hard to read. Josh is only trying to kill you because he's jealous of you. Love, Freddy. Wait, Freddy Krueger? Freddy K. We gotta stop doing this podcast. <laughs> P.S. Don't go to sleep. I don't if, understand what that means. If we draw on the attention of Freddy Krueger, man, we need to stop. We need to... Oh, we gotta get out of here. Oh, I think we officially ran out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually... You know, uh, there's one more letter here. Before you read that, can I just uh, say to our fans, when you send a letter, if you could just fold it in three, it would just be so helpful. We don't need it crumpled up. We, got we don't these, need some origami shit. Uh, okay. Go ahead, read your letter. This one is dated uh, 2036. Interesting. The future? Yeah. Dear Best Friend Simulator, we in the year 2036 have come to really enjoy... Your podcast. Mm. It's, it's like a Bill and Ted situation. It has become pivotal. Pivotable. Pivotable. Pivotal. Mm-hmm. Both were. He, he actually wrote that out. It was kind of strange. Mm-hmm. It has become pivotal in rebuilding our society. Thank you for your podcasting. Your friend, John Titor. Oh, P.S. It's a shame how that lion man got Dennis. Wait. So he, he wrote us an email. Letter. No, he it's a, a, letter. a paper letter that I have. Paper letter. Sorry, of right course here. I heard you. Yeah, I heard you unfurling it. He wrote you a paper, awesome paper letter. Signed it to both of us, or <sighs> addressed it to both of us. <laughs> but I'm dead. Yeah. Well, so, no. Hold on. No, no. Hold on. No. Um, let me try to figure this out. That's so you- if you were married and your husband or wife dies. Hmm. If I write you a letter, do I say, dear Josh and husband or wife, sorry, husband or wife died? Yeah. That's weird. Well, I mean, 
we we discussed this. We did. There's no such thing as the grandfather paradox because there's alternate timelines. So maybe this is a timeline where man in the suit with lion head doesn't get you. Although I find the that one hard. we're in now. I find that hard to fucking believe. You think he's definitely going to get me? Yeah. Look behind you. I'm not going to. No. Look. But I can. I'm looking into this computer, and I can see behind me. He doesn't show up on camera. Oh, he's like a vampire man in the lion. Yo, if I- look, here's the thing, Doug. If I turn around and this lion man kills me, first of all, you're going to be traumatized for life. Second yeah, of all, you're not... Yeah, second of all, you're not going to be able to do this podcast without me. <laughs> I imagine running into the other room crying and screaming to Jamie, Man in a suit line that just killed fucking Dennis. Oh, my <laughs> God. Part, you know, but part of it, part of me wishes it happened. Because uh, it would kind of prove a point. And that you should stop wishing for my death. I don't wish for your death, Dennis. This is just an extension. And it's interesting that you're removing yourself from this. But for years, we've been saying we're going to kill each other. But not and now, now all of a sudden, I bring re- it to the public sphere and you're, you're busting my agates over here. Yeah, yeah. That's, ex- that's it exactly. I've never recorded it. And told other people I was... Oh, wait a minute. I never recorded a podcast telling other people I was going to kill you. I'm sure I did tell other people that I was going to kill you. I'm sure I said it this week. Well, I just assumed that we're kind of making our our friendship public. We're opening it up to everybody and sharing it. You know, the good and the bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Do we want to do that? Yeah. It's like a Pandora's box situation. Yeah. It's like a Pan's Labyrinth situation. What does that mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, it you know means I'm, I'm, I'm going to shoot you how that guy got shot in that movie. Whoa, spoiler, dog. I yeah. have never seen that. I don't even know what that movie's about. No, I saw it. It was pretty good. Pan. I probably said I was going to kill you because your partner asked me for my flight information for when I'm coming to visit you because you wouldn't give it to her or didn't have it or lost it. So thanks. I'm glad I was going to get picked up from the airport by somebody. Do we have enough money in the uh, petty cash to hire a limo to pick me yeah, up? Yeah, definitely. Our, our Patreon is thriving, so uh, we could definitely tap some. Josh? Yeah. You haven't set the Patreon up, have you? No. Fuck! I have no plans on doing that either. Oh, we could have been cashing, I mean, making some money all this time. I don't think anybody is going to pay for this product that we're giving right now don't so. you you don't think john titor would uh give us some money for all the good publicity we've been giving him he might wait hold on wait i gotta check how much the uh uh the the tally is for the we were raising money last week remember uh we were talking about the starland ranch stardust ranch thank you you got it we were talking about that one too and uh we were raising six million dollars to purchase it so let me see what we're up to oh shit Uh we gotta come up with a new plan. Uh, it, look, it looks like somebody basically just donated two quarters, and they used whiteout to paint middle fingers on them. <laughs> that sounds like our fans. Hold on, wait. I found the quarters in a letter. I wish I had a bigger piece of paper. This bit really has some legs. Yeah. <laughs> just keep it going. Uh, also, I you know as I as we described last week, I listened to the. Uh, episodes for any issues um stuff like that and i did notice that uh i we again 
desecrated the memory of the dead by saying that uh, O.J. Simpson was responsible for killing somebody named Ron Goldwater, and it was definitely Ron Goldman. So I do apologize to everybody involved. I'm sorry. We're terrible people. I mean, allegedly? Did he kill him? I mean, he was found guilty in civil court. Never mind. Anyway, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Moving forward. What do you got, Josh? I was actually going to ask you a question. I I know that you recently went to PAX Unplugged. I did. In Philadelphia, which is like a a board game convention. Yeah, so I guess they're kind of famous for video game conventions. And this one, it was Unplugged, so it was all tabletop stuff. So board games and role-playing games. Tabletop role-playing type of situations. Okay. And I guess like military games, too. Like a wargaming type of thing. You got it. Okay. That's what I meant to say. But I know I know you had some thoughts about this. Yeah. So I got a problem. It's not a problem, but I got a weird thing, right? So all of our lives, you and I, we have been definitely been nerds, right? Yeah. We play role-playing games. We like horror movies, comic books, sci-fi shit, mm-hmm. board games, all the stuff, all the typical stuff that you would say that nerds were. But I've always hated being associated with nerds and being around them. And I think I mean like people, I think I just don't like being around people who take anything too seriously. And that's even the stuff that I like. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Like I was at this convention and I was like, I'm having a really, I I was, had a surprisingly good time because I don't go to a lot of, I've never been to a gaming convention. So I, I like to see a lot of people happy so everybody there was like really stoked to be there, except for the obviously the people that worked there. But <laughs> like I could definitely see the security guards and the janitorial staff like talking to each other and just being like, "What the fuck are these people doing?" But but everybody who was attending was very happy to be there, and so it was nice. And you see like a lot of happy faces and people doing their thing and the meet, meeting their 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 um you know their crew their uh, what do I want to say their squad. <clears throat> you know, their peoples. Yeah. Their tribe. That's what I'm trying to say. Meeting their tribe. tribe. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, connecting with their, their tribe. But man, oh, some of them are just like, you know, like, I, you know, you see a couple of fedoras, a top hat, and I'm just like, fuck, <laughs> man, come on. You see, like, giant all over print, like, flame, button down shirts. Uh huh. Just like, yeah. the whole, th- uh, there's just some stuff. I'm just like, Come on, dude. Like, it was just, it was hard. It was hard at points. I was just like, what the fuck? What are we doing? Well, I mean, I feel you on one hand. On the other hand, I mean, you you do you. Whatever mm. makes you feel good. Yeah. Oh, no. I and, and that's the thing. And I try to, I definitely am getting better at that attitude as I get older. Because yeah. who fucking, who is anybody hurting anybody by by wearing like a really like a goofy costume to a convention no they're not that's fine man i know that's huge these days i know i know i know i think the problem no i look i'm definitely a grandpa i think the problem is i think since you know we grew up in the the 90s and we were definitely you know grew up like we you know we went to high school in the 90s college and it was like i think i hated anybody who put any effort into anything (laughs) <laughs> um, and I'm still a little bit cynical in that way. Well, wait, does that mean that you hated me when I used to, like, have a mohawk and 
was like super spiky punk looking. Okay, hate dude. hate is a strong word, but I definitely <laughs> was just like, I didn't know why you were doing it. Okay, I didn't get it. Okay, I was also probably a little jealous because I could never pull it off. I don't know that picture of you when you were like six. When you dressed up as a punk for Halloween. That was was pretty good. Yeah. And my mom let me put her roach clip in my ear. (laughs) Yes. Any questions? Does does everybody have it figured out now? Okay, great. Like... I think think they get the picture. Yeah, yeah. That that speaks volumes. Uh, Yeah. That speaks volumes about me, upbringing, all that good shit. (laughs) Yeah. And when I have these thoughts about people who, like, obviously love the stuff they're into so much... Part of it is definitely like, God, I wish I loved something that much. Like I've been in bands and I've I've done some things that I'm that that I do put effort into, but I don't know. I guess I never took that too seriously either, and I'm sure you can tell by listening to any of the bands I've been well, in. Well, I, I have a couple of different thoughts about this. Shoot. First of all, nerd c- culture kind of draws outcasts, mm-hmm. people who are outcasts for a, a, a whole host of reasons, and. Sometimes that reason is because you're obnoxious and completely socially inept. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely, you know, rubbed shoulders with a lot of people like that at like gaming tournaments and conventions and stuff. So there's that demographic that makes it very hard. It, it makes you almost like, oh, God, we, we share this. Right. But, you know, there's all types of nerds, you know. I mean, there's there's the I when I moved here to Seattle, I was trying to find friends, basically, by going out and doing stuff. And I love playing role-playing games so i was going to different shops and trying to like jump in on games and just see if i can meet people that way and i met plenty of nice people but i I think that the the problem that i had was that the people there were great to play with i had a good time playing with them but the second we stopped playing the game we had nothing to talk about Mm -hmm. and it took a while for me to find people that actually i have stuff in common with outside of that people who are capable of of talking about something other than the thing that we share so there's that and uh the second thing is that this is another thing that this is another installment of us talking about being old Mm. uh i feel like now that i'm older i could just accept that like people can like a thing that i like and i don't have to be friends with them because of it Mm. That's a good point. You know, and that was definitely a thing I thought when I was younger. Like, I need, I could only be friends with people that I had these shared interests with. Right. And and that definitely helps sometimes, but you don't need that. You know, you could just click as people. So I, I think that's definitely, it's made me feel easy in that I don't have to identify with people there. Sure. At those nerdy events. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I also don't want to be mean about it oh and that's what i'm saying like i'm I'm not i'm trying not to be mean but you know there is but i but i think if i was at a convention of any kind of subculture i would still yeah feel i would still be turned off by some people putting too much effort into it like if i went to uh i don't know what else i'm into rock music convention i love rock okay like like a live rock music convention. Oh yeah, there would inevitably inevitably be someone that was wearing like an all over print shirt that just had different guitars on it, and I would be like, <laughs> I would make a face. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I'm not, I guess the thing is that you and I aren't necessarily big joiners. Mm, yeah. You know. Yeah. And I just want to say for the record, I'm not like 
I'm not saying this like I'm very really proud of this opinion. I yeah. am a little like because even like you have had these like hobbies where you've been really into you you'll get into stuff like you, you got into mm-hmm. like woodworking for a while or you got into what else you got into collecting records you got into collecting books and I've never had anything like that. I've ne- yeah. I've always hated co- collecting records. I don't I don't like having i don't like having stuff in yeah like i don't like having a lot of stuff so i don't like buying like bullshit bullshit <laughs> records and books and <laughs> like i don't like buying a lot of things like that mm-hmm. consumables but now I'm, I'm getting more into board games but still like i'm not like collecting them i'm just like trying to play them more but i've never been you know i've never had like a stamp collection i've never had uh I don't know what people are into. Like, <laughs> maybe that's the problem is I don't know what the hell you can get into. So I've never had anything where I'm just like, oh, I'm really into that thing. Yeah. And, and here and- other people that are into it as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to talk to them about the thing we're into. Do, are you hiding some insecurity there, you think? Is that what this is all about? Well, what would I be insecure about? Because you're not as into a thing as this other person. Oh yeah, probably yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe that's part of why right. I, I get annoyed. Is that I'm? I wish I was as. I wish I was. Not that I wish I w- could wear a fedora or like a of all over <laughs> print flame shirt, but I. Wish, I would like that. <laughs> I know you would, but I wish I wasn't so self conscious about everything all the time that I could just do that and not care. Yeah. And that's another thing that I, because I, th- I think I'm so deeply rooted in nerdiness, that there's a part of me that feels like if I do poke fun at, at people mm-hmm. in the nerdy world, like, I feel like they are kind of my people, so I feel a little better. But the second that you have somebody on the outside making fun of them, like, a, a perfect example of this was um, I was hanging out in this park up on Capitol Hill uh, a few summers ago, and I was just kind of hanging out, reading a book, and waiting before I had to go to work. It was a beautiful day, and there was a bunch of kids, like, not kids, uh, people in their 20s, mm-hmm. maybe older, playing Quidditch. And I was like, these fucking guys. Right. And then about 10 minutes later, some jocks walk by, and they start talking shit, and I was all like, man, fuck you. Like, don't talk shit on them. <laughs> they can do what they want. So, there, I mean, there's there's definitely a part of me that respects people who can go that hard that they're going to do something like that in public. Yeah. We talk a lot out here about LARPing, like my one of my gaming groups. We talk about LARPing and how all of us secretly want to do it, but we're all like, oh, man, we're so self-conscious. Could we do it? Yeah. And I, I think we're, we're jealous that people can just go that hard at something and i think you know and that's kind of like the good and bad thing about the internet these days is on the one hand you have groups of people who are into a very specific thing Mm -hmm. and make very very specific niche communities around it niche niche whatever and so it's in my mind there's there some of these things are kind of like nobody would really be into them unless like Unless there was, like, an internet, you know, it kind of, like, spreads it in a weird way. Oh, yeah. But, on the other hand, a lot of these people wouldn't have any confidence in talking about this thing that they're into if it wasn't for these internet communities. And I think that's what makes, like, 
kids in their 20s, kids, by the way, we did that twice, kids in their 20s confident enough to say fuck it and play and, and play Quidditch in public when when we were younger, we probably would never do that. Exactly. I mean, that's because I got made fun of for liking the shit that I liked. You know, like, I, I was punished for liking that stuff. And also, the, the, yeah. Openly. And also, the last ten years, like, nerd culture is in vogue, so I think that has a lot to do with it, too. Yeah, it's become huge. I did... I did tell uh, an employee, employee employer once that I was going away for a weekend to play role-playing games uh, with my friends in the woods. And he said, what? I was like, like Dungeons and Dragons. And he was like, oh, uh, like uh, Big Bang Theory. And I was like, yeah, just like Big Bang Theory. <laughs> That's right. All the nerds are into all of the nerdy things at the same exact time. That's exactly us. That's what that's us when we go out there. Yeah. I always call you Sheldon. I'm I'm a real Sheldon. My mom loves talking about Sheldon, by the way. That oh seems like a thing your mom would be into. That's like Sheldon. And I was like, great. <laughs> by the way, there is no impression of my mom that sounds like my mom. It's true. We've been doing them for years mm-hmm. and they never really work. I think I'm just really jealous jealous of, like, a Jewish comedian that has the, the typical, like, Brooklyn Jewish mother voice that mm-hmm. I, I just want that. To, it's very easy to do an impression of, and I think that's what I've always wanted. I think that's become the de facto Dennis's mom impression. We just do mm-hmm. the Jewish grandmother yeah. voice. Yeah, she doesn't sound like that at all. Pretty, no, not at all. That's fun. Good times. So, well, in summary, you're just a mean jerk who's jealous of nerds letting their freak flags fly i guess i have a lot of work to do and i should probably yeah. go to therapy more often than once a month probably nah who cares maybe you should maybe you should get a a flame shirt and just see how it works for you no I, it, actually the flame shirt made me think of the time that you made me a red dwarf sweatshirt yeah that was great and i wore it once and some dude ripping tickets at the movie theater I was like red dwarf i love that show and i was like no way dude i can't have conversations with people about this <laughs> so then I I only wore it like when we were doing private things. I mean, not private, not like sexy private, like in the house things. I thought you wore that all the time. Did I tell you that? No. You just thought it? I mean, I feel like you wore that until it wore out. Maybe I did wear it a lot. Like the hood ripped? No, nah, I think I wore it in like, maybe I ripped the hood so I never had to wear it again. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. No, I think I, I did wear it, but I was very self-conscious about wearing it. Now, was that one of the hoodies that you've gotten? I, I, I know we've known each other long enough to have gone through many hoodies. And I, I know that you buy some hoodies, like an XL, XXL sometimes. Mm. And sometimes you would get a, a larger hoodie that had such a giant hood. Like That was one of those. Also, it was yeah. one of your first attempts at screen printing. And I think the screen like washed off once. Or it got really faded. Yeah, I mean, it probably got faded. So I think, I don't think, I, yeah, and I think the hood was just gigantic. It was like a cloak. Yeah, it was like the idea behind it was that your whole body would proportionately get bigger. Mm-hmm. So if you were an XXL, you would have an XXL head. My Portlier uh, fans out there can share this with me. So uh, I think people that design clothes think that, like, you know, if you're broad on the shoulders, you also have a big, fat head that would fill up a giant hood. It's like pants, you know, like, like no one's legs 
start with a large thigh and go straight down to a really fat foot. Like, nobody's feet are as big as their thighs. But the people that make pants think that this is what's happening with larger people, proving that they never are around anybody that is that size. Maybe it's just... The people designing it are like, oh shit, we we need to make a few for the the bigger guys. Uh, what is what's the big guy look like? Is he the juggernaut? What is his voice? Uh, what's a big is, what's a big guy look like? This is uh, Gary, who's kind of a a burnout. Come on, we already have a Gary character. Come on, do another one. Okay, this is uh, Jerry. I ask you to come up with any other name, and you just say Gary in a weird way. No, it's Jerry. <laughs> Wait, what's that again in that volume? Jerry. Oh, gotcha. Jerry. Jerry the Burnout Pants Designer. <laughs> okay. And hoodie designer. You know, he's he's the owner's brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. He is kind of a fuck-up, but he can't get rid of him because mm. you know it's his, it's his wife's brother and so he's like okay it just just don't let me down on this jerry and jerry's like oh i got this i got this i'm sorry what's the owner's right. name what's the owner's name uh his name is jamexis are are you having a stroke right now jamexis okay jamexis the, got it the uh jamexis clothing company uh-huh because he would name it after his first name. Well, he's got such a an interesting first name. Gotcha. He's like, you know, pe- people always ask me about my name, so I thought that'd be, it, it'd really stand out. Okay, so sorry, let's go back to Jerry's thought process. Yeah, so Jerry was is just sitting there, you know, he rolls a big fat spliff, smokes it at the end of the day, and he's like, uh-huh. all right, I, I don't want to let Jim X is down here, you gotta, gotta... Design this uh, this uh, larger that uh, line of clothing here. Uh-huh. <sighs> okay, and then he just looks at the X Men comic book that he has next to him and says, mm-hmm. oh, "Oh, Juggernaut, he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got it, I got it." And, and then, then maybe- you know the next the next day he tells Jamexis. Jamexis is all pissed off. He's like, "Oh, I can't fucking do this." And he goes home, and he and his wife really get into it. What's his wife's and, name? You know, Salandricus. Salandricus. Yes. So Salandricus is... She's pissed off at Jamexis because he bought this fucking boat a few months ago, mm-hmm. and they didn't have the money for that. Uh-huh, you know, like, right. he's, he's still, you know, he's, he's barely drawing a salary from the Jamexis clothing company. So he's in hot water with her, and she's like, look, it's my brother. Just do this. You know, he he needs one more chance. Who knows? Maybe it'll work. And that's how you got to have that hoodie with a giant size head. Because of the Jamexis clothing line. owned Jamexis. by Jamexis clothing line. Owned by Jamexis and his wife, Salandria. And her brother. Salandricus. Salandricus. And her brother, Jerry. Jerry. So I have questions. Okay. Not about any of the dialogue or the storyline. Um, do you ever leave the house? Yeah. Okay. So when you leave the house and you encounter a person, are you ever introduced to them by name? 
Sometimes. Okay. So when I say to come up with some names, can you not just say, like, Bill and Sally? You know, I came up with a name and you criticized it at the beginning. So I just, I didn't, I was, I'm like one of those rescue dogs that mm-hmm. was beat by its owner. So when you raise your voice, it cringes. Oh. That's how I feel because of you. Is that- because of your harsh criticism. Uh, so the person who is constantly being threatened with murder is scaring you into submission. Look at me. Who am I going to murder? I know. It's tr- so true. You could... F- a fucking... A big plate of mashed potatoes? <laughs> Dude, I heard you did that on Thanksgiving. I did? Oh, well, <laughs> my own. <laughs> I'm back. Oh, buddy. Oh, you're going to you make yourself sick over there. You know what? I think it's... What? I think you need to take a little break. No, I'm going to have some more. Uh, more mashed potatoes? Yeah. What's I got f- some left. So... I made a big old batch, buddy. I think... While you're eating these mashed potatoes, I think what I want you to do, okay, until our next episode, I want you to take okay. a little little pad of paper, and I want you to write down a bunch of names of possible characters that you can come up with. So the next time when I say, what was this fictional person's name, you'll have it right on your list, on the ready. Okay? Do you really want me to do this? I think I do. Okay, I'll do that for next episode. Hey, Josh. Yeah, Dennis? That's all the time we have for this ridiculous phone call. Oh, good, I gotta go take a big crap. Oh! (laughs) Mashed potato shits! Oh, God, I hate you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friend Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friend Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.